morning when I wake up. Uh, money on my mind, go time to get kicked up. Uh, sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but really though it's never enough. Ten billion, that's a bus. Living in California, everybody wanna visit for. Hi everybody, and welcome to another great episode of my so-called LA Life, a podcast dedicated to the realities and documentations of living in Los Angeles and all its glorious bullshit. Also, your guide on how to survive the mean streets of L.A. My name is your homegirl right here, the only Puerto Rican in Los Angeles, Natalia, with my fabulous co-host producer. Eric Sanchez here. Um, I like your new name. The only Puerto Rican in Los Angeles? It seemed longer. You said a whole (laughs) bunch of stuff right there. I was like, wait, we have new names now? Hey, this is uh, Eric Sanchez here, uh, Clipper Game aficionado. Um, that's all I got. Well, I, I try to switch it up every episode so people don't get kind of tired of me. Um, if uh, you didn't know, well, now you know, we're on doing Facebook Live and we're doing yes. Instagram Live. So that's for all our followers and people that like us or people that hate us because I definitely know we have a few haters around there. No. Never. <laughs> you can always follow us at my so-called Ellie Life. That's our Instagram and uh join the fun so i'm very very excited because okay. we actually started this show bef- we pre-started the show with uh listening to remy ma man and remy ma kicking pretty much murdering Nicki minaj and pretty much letting us know she murdered her ass she popped her ass <laughs> she, she popped her ass. that's a good one she, she popped her ass popped her I mean, ass is it like fair, a big though? ass pimple <laughs> is it is it fair because you're a feminist right i'm sorry to throw this in already I am i'm ready right. to, i'm ready to fucking go let's get into politics just kidding okay so, <laughs> so you're a feminist i mean even though you're wearing a skirt dress for what the first time what does that time, mean if i'm a feminist i need to have like braids know. coming out of my underarms i'm confused now and like a full-on bush listen there's different levels of i thought being you were a feminist because i've never seen you wear a skirt thing so now I'm seeing that. So I agree you're a feminist because this is like a first and like, you know, you're like acting like I'm a lady. I'm trying to be feminine. <laughs> feminine. Oh, there we go. So my question is, though, is it OK that we're making fun of her ass? Or Absolutely. Is that like, because first because of all, it's fake? it's fake. OK. If it were a real ass, then that would be called body shaming. But this is actually a fake ass. So anything that anybody puts in their body that's fake and it doesn't come out well, like boob implants or lip fillers or Botox. They're exposing or- themselves to ridicule. Literally, (laughs) (laughs) literally. Okay, so let's 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 get get into it. Let's Let's get get into it it because there's a lot of things that have been happening in Los Angeles. And I knew I know that everybody thought, oh, my God, my so-called L.A. Live, they're going to totally talk about the Oscars. Well, eh, you thought wrong because you are not your basic bitch podcast. So we went another route and we will talk about something about the oscars but without <laughs> being actually like ta- without without actually talking about the oscars but things that it's well, very uh, hollywood of you to say you're not going to do something and then immediately kind of backtrack and be like well maybe <laughs> i'm going to kind of do it but i'm not really going to but do not it. really but um but we're definitely going to talk about this whole remy ma and Nicki Minaj saying, because as a feminist, I think that Remy Ma came in hard and she came in hard the correct way. Wait, as a feminist, you think she came in hard. Does anyone else find that kind of funny with the sexual like, reference? I, or am I too much I of a dude? I feel like feminists that, can come hard. But came in, that's kind of a masculine. So go so, on. Yeah, it so does, yeah, it does play into the whole feminist type of... Strap on. Go on. <laughs> but, I'm confusing uh, lesbian and feminist, by I the know, way. Is that so weird? It's so horrible. I'm such a dude, right? I'm like, uh, yeah, lesbian, feminist, same thing. They don't shame. No, ah. but okay, so let's get started. So I do feel like uh, Remy... First of all, let's, let, let's backtrack. Um, let's start with Nicki Minaj. Because Nicki Minaj started the feud, right? She's, right? She started dissing Remy. But 
a couple of years back, Nikki was screaming, free Remy. Right. Free I mean, Remy. I think everyone was kind of screaming that, right? Because yeah. it was, you know, hip hop artists go to jail all the time. All the time. Um, and like free, you know, free. So and so. So and so. It's the cool thing to do. It's like, kind of cliche at yeah. this point. Why not someone like stay in jail? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, fuck Remy. You deserve jail. You like. Absolutely. You know, no, but like that's that's like the way the hip hop community works. Um, yeah, but she was when, screaming like hey, free when Lil Wayne was in jail. Everybody was like free Lil Wayne. When Kodak Black and Kodak Black is like really nobody was in jail. They're like free yeah, code. That? Yeah, right. free code. I mean, that's the way of the game. And it's kind of like when it's like teammates supporting each other. So, yeah, yeah. You got to do it while you're on the same team. But yeah, if, exactly. if you fall off the same team, you hate each other. Pretty much. Right? So uh, so the song starts with a clip from Nicki Minaj saying, free Remy, free... And, like, she's screaming like she's getting tortured. And then she goes... <laughs> and then she goes and, and does all this... But uh, that's just her voice, though, I think. That's why a lot of people <laughs> don't like her, because, like, her singing is... That's, like, torture. It, it really to is. our ears. And then she goes and disses Remy. And then Remy... She thought that she had it in the bag, and then Remy came out 48 hours later just murdering she her She bodied ass. her. She bodied... Right? She caught so many elves. For anyone who doesn't actually listen to hip-hop um get into urban dictionary yeah um look for being bodied or catching l's and then you'll understand what this podcast is all about there was a lot of l's going on in that so let's let's in that song let's dissect the song let's dissect okay. what she was talking about and let's get into one of your favorite topics which is uh the pizzagate scandal and all that <laughs> oh, stuff oh my god please don't get us banned from like the internet okay we're, we're, we're not gonna we're not get banned by the internet pizza. but part of this disc. I mean, it's true, but we're was, not talking about. It. Was the fact that Nicki Minaj is supporting her pedophile brother? Oh, okay. And the fact, and and if you didn't know, well, now you know. Nicki Minaj's brother is being indicted because he was fucking a twelve-year-old. That's through months, I, not just I, once or very, twice. That's a very harsh he, way to he, say it. Yeah, he yes. was having sex with a twelve-year-old, which I don't care how mature a twelve-year-old seems or acts or post up Instagram pictures, it's still you're still twelve years old. And there is no excuse for that. That's absolutely like it, it cannot happen. And the fact that uh Nicki Minaj actually posted bail and was and is supporting her brother through this pedophile scandal, it's it's ridiculous. And Remy Ma absolutely went ahead and 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 exposed her for it, which is sad because this has been in the news forever. And the, the whole thing is sick, well, and that's a story that actually no one really knew. Well, no, everybody knew because it was. I've I've read about it, but nobody even really paid attention until Remy Ma came out with this lyrics, and I was like, "Oh yeah, your pedophile brother." But that's been that's been on the news forever. But not really. It's one of those things that is reported, and then it just goes away. I mean. I haven't heard about it since the first time I heard about it. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. that's gross. But then she continues to exist, which is fine. As an artist, you have every right to exist. You have every right to support your family, all that kind of stuff. But what it does, though, it exposes something that's on everyone's mind anyway. Exactly. And puts her in a really, really bad, bad light. light. It like puts a her, really it bad It put light. her in such a bad light that Kmart dropped her line. Because Kmart like, knew about it, but then they reheard it from another person's perspective. And they're like, yeah, she's right. Her brother is a pedophile. Maybe we shouldn't be carrying her right. her line at Kmart. And then 
not only that, but it talked about her ass exploding, which I thought it was the most funniest part. I think the I ass mean, exploding too. That's another thing that's kind of on everyone's mind. And it's the, like, come on. And the fact that uh, she was saying that uh, McMill couldn't hit it for three months, and which it, is fucked up because as a dude. <laughs> If you're a dude and you have sex with your girl all the time, right? There's a lot of guys who probably have never, like, hardly have sex with their girlfriends, and that's that's sad. But if you if you go through a, a spell of not having it, in the back of your mind, you want her to say like, "It's okay, sweetie, just go to the strip club." You know, she's not gonna say it, so I understand why she would deny him. But then again, it puts her in a, a bad really light. bad light because she went and mutilated her own body. That's my opinion on something she like did. that because it's like it's not natural at all. And, you know, sorry if I offend anyone, but it's just not yeah. very natural. OK, right? so but let's talk about the main the main issue that I think Remy was trying to make here in, in this diss track and pretty much bringing up her pedophile brother, which was <laughs> which is a really big main issue. But also okay, that's one of the things, but also how how bad of a role model she is and how people have mistaken her cheesiness and her bubblegum pop mm. and put her on the top of the list as role models. And the, and you have, and the only people that really listen to Nicki Minaj are young girls, which is really sad. Like really young girls Yeah, too. and like trannies. Like 12-year-old, 13-year-olds, and like gay dudes and trannies, but whatever with them. But I'm more concerned about the young girls that are listening to this and and she pretty much says it and, and she says it all over her track again and again what kind of inspiration are you like you're supposed to be a role model for these for these girls and and you're just out there getting booty shots you're out there you know with your right. pink wig you're out there fucking everybody trying to get you know trying to get a record label sucking dick giving everybody top and <laughs> everybody top <laughs> yeah. yes giving everybody top and, okay and then and then on the flip side you want to go and do things with uh, Katy Perry and you want to go and do things with, you know, with Taylor Swift. And then you want to, it's just, it, she's just like all over the place. And it, it's just, well, I think she's all over the place. I think if you see any kind of interview with her or anytime she has to actually speak, um, she's all over the place. And I've only seen a couple times. I'm not really into her because nobody's I don't into like her. The, I don't like the art. There's no artistry in being like a home. There's no like artistry. Yeah. Like if, if it's like, you know, oh, my, you know, my ass is, is all wonky and that's my art. OK, if you're accepting that as your art. But if you're saying I'm a musician yeah. and I'm like and I'm like a top female rapper and all, there's a lot of female rappers who deserve so like, much this more. limelight way more than yeah. you. And you're doing it in the wrong way and you're affecting little girls horribly yeah. like and not only but you're you're really you're really putting the hip-hop community in a really wrong light like hip-hop is exactly. not exactly like hip-hop if anybody like i'm into hip-hop you're into hip-hop i've always been into hip-hop hip-hop is about a different thing it, it, it's about the come up it's about the struggle it's about uh being a good lyricist being a good person like wording being good at at knowing what like definitions mean you know right and and and, and shine it used to be about and shining about your wordplay, yeah, and, and your wordplay, and, and shining light on where you come from and where you want to be at, and and how you got to be where you are, and that's what hip hop is all about. And and, and what she did was she she castrized. I mean, she pretty much chopped the balls off of hip hop and made it into a Nicki Minaj world that we had no other choice because there was no other real female rapper out there in the game at that point because Remy Ma... But that's who they're pushing because, up, Yeah, right? because Remy Ma was in jail at that... Remy Ma was in jail for six years, you know? So can I take a different spin on the whole... on, like, her existence in the industry? Yeah. Right? I don't... I'm not mad at her as, like, a person, right? Yeah. Because that's not cool. She's an artist... 
and anybody, you're an artist, you know, yeah, anybody can be whoever they want exactly. to be. Exactly. People have dreams and you have dreams, right? But if you go about it the wrong way, then you end up leaving yourself completely open to like a lot of ridicule. Then on top of that, if you have a fucking attitude, which she obviously has on, you know what I'm saying? She's probably bipolar. There's a lot about her as, as a person that not a lot of people like. I personally don't know anyone who's a fan of this person who's like above the age so of like, you know, one where you have no choice. Yeah, I've I've heard that she's really, really horrible to work with. I've heard that she has a very elitist and entitled attitude. And she's she's pretty much one of the worst people to work with. And you know what? Nick but she's and- always smiling, though. Oh, no, that's just the fake teeth. That's the fake teeth. Okay, okay. To go with the fake everything else. And you know what? I'm happy that this bitch is finally... (laughs) She's finally getting burned and roasted. And for anybody that likes hip-hop, I'm sure you're clapping and happy and throwing barbecues. (laughs) That's kind of racist. Throwing barbecues. Okay, let's talk about how you're assuming all black people like chicken. I'm only half. I love chicken. Um, (laughs) Or love barbecues. (laughs) And I love barbecue, too. So I'm just perpetuating a stereotype at this point. Okay. Well, okay. So moving on from that. And well, so what do you think, though? What is your verdict on that as like a hip hop battle? Is it good for the... I don't think... I don't think... You know, hip hop always I says like, is it good for the culture? I like, don't even stupid. think it's a battle anymore. I think... You it, think she just destroyed her, exposed her, and now it's time for everyone to move on? I think it's not even a battle anymore. I think it was something that she thought it could turn into a battle. And it was going to be funny and it was going to be a continue on basis. But then she never thought that Remy Ma had the talent that she had and would come back with a six minute diss track just killing her. And now she it's, has absolutely it's really hard to listen to. And, and then, yeah, because you listen to it in every it single cringe, yeah. every single second. You're like, ooh, you're like, ah, you're like, God, like, oh. you're like, God damn, girl. Like, and like, you know, Ebro, you e- fucked Ebro, old man Ebro. Yeah. And for for all of you who don't know what uh, ether means, I actually found out. And the name of the song is called Sheether. <laughs> yeah, Sheether, which is ether, which is a play off of Nas's. Yeah. Um, Jay Z diss track called Ether, exactly. where he body Jay Z. I'm not sure. So Ether is a is a very pleasant smelling, um, highly flammable liquid. So when you think about it, it's saying like, "Come here, smell me. I smell good." As as like as soon as you get close to me, you die. I will explode in your face, and that's what she did. And I don't think Nicki Minaj was ready for the explosion that w- that was. <laughs> The, expl- the literal explosion in her coming, ass. It wasn't but, coming from Meek Mill. <laughs> yeah, but the explosion that Remy Ma, uh, like, like made and and did to her. And I think there's no more battle. I think she is under the covers, crying and trying to see how she can fix this and fix her image again, which is probably going to be very very hard right now. Mm. Now that all those little things that she thought that she could cover up with her smile and you know her record label and her image are being completely exposed and everybody is sick and tired of it everybody you know threw their hands up in the air and said okay i'm done with you nikki let's move on again you no longer live here or exist in my life in her defense and i'm not sure why i'm defending this person because i don't like her as an artist i don't know her as a person right but in her defense i will say the media and the entertainment industry loves to prop up all these little fake idols, right? Yes. But they love even more to break them down. And that's what's happening right now is she thought all these people were behind her and they're perpetuating this whole yeah. image, image, image. And she's right there and she's right there. Hey, don't forget one, 
You're a black woman from the hood, okay? So I don't know how far you think if you're going to get to like an Oprah level, but good luck with that. And you're in the music industry, okay? So now everyone's turning on you. Like, this is what happens. That's what happens. And this is what you deserve because you're pushing a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. You're going to get bullshit in return. It's the fucking universe. Absolutely. Sorry, if you're making Christian fucking rap songs, I doubt everyone's going to be like, hey, your fake ass exploded and you didn't fuck your dude for three months. You know what I mean? That wouldn't happen. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. And if it did, then you'd be ruined. Okay, so, I mean... Sorry, and, that was my... And, and let's get... Like, let's move on because I think she's she's a horrible misrepresentation of women. Women in the hip-hop community especially. Right. Because women in the hip-hop community are supposed to be like like bosses, you know? Yeah, like MC Light back in the like, day. She would come out and she would dominate. She was on Arsenio as like the lead. Yeah. She, a bunch of they dudes. would be bosses. Even Lil' Kim, when she was on top, she was a boss. She was like a... a she was like a little boss. A little boss. But Lil they, were boss, they were bosses. And, and she, this girl came out and she was just like, just whack and just pop and just like, and just like, Again, sucking dick. Nikki. Just, just, just and like being Barbie a Barbie and all that shit. And if you're think, a dude, you can't like that. I'm sorry. You can't like that. You so can't be a fan she, of that. So she's a bad misrepresentation or representation of like what women hip women in hip hop culture and community should be or what we're used to. And I'm happy that she's no longer there. But let's keep and talking. And this is our New York hip hop segment yeah. with um, a Puerto Rican. With a Puerto Rican. I feel like we're in the Bronx right I now. I know, right? I was like, Je when where's did, the bodega? Let's go to the bodega. Get the a Jenny, water. When did Jenny from the block come in here? <laughs> yeah, know, seriously. <laughs> Why is J-Lo up in the studio? You smoke a blunt God for no damn. reason. Like we're in the hood. But let's, let's keep talking about this um, misrepresentation of of idols or or idols representing the wrong things here in Hollywood because this is this is where my Oscar talks comes into play and it, it it's very sad to see the wrong people representing genders and cultures and that for me is it's very important because as a Latina woman I feel like we should always be represented by the right people you know with the right community and we have great examples of that. I mean, we have the Kardashians who are representing the black culture right now, which is the saddest <laughs> oh, thing in the God. world. Oh, and, I mean, they're they're with their cornrows and they're. I with thought their... you were gonna be serious. No, and they're and they're with the big inflated lips, and they're and they're taking all this black culture like uh, dressing and and hairstyles, and they're putting they're it treating, out there like they're treating thin. black culture like they are treating their own bodies. It's they're it's, chopping that shit up. Yeah. And trying to make it into their image. So, like, I'm not necessarily subscribing to the whole fact, like, they even have an, an effect on, like, the black community. But, um, you know, in the media, they're portrayed as these, like, all the hip-hop sites, every single hip-hop site I'm on has two, three stories about these girls. It's like, what do they have to do with anything? They can't rap. Well, no, but I mean, listen. But who could rap in that family? But I just the, the, know. the whole thing is they, they're representing like suddenly this like kind of like hip grungy like street culture when there's it's been done. It's, it's been done for years. It's been happening before you a like billionaire street culture. Yeah, is, exactly. Is that, is that where we're going to? Now? And it's sad. And then you have their their dad representing like a woman now and, and representing the 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 transvestite which is still crazy culture and it's, it's it was just, on the cover of time magazine for, woman of the year yeah. is there any women out there who are mad at, about this yeah but it's <laughs> just it's just, isn't that a little weird but that's what i'm saying and it's like how hollywood sensationalizes all these uh all these people and make them the leaders of the pack when they're not supposed when, to where that's the that's the that's the last person yeah, who you should be looking for for any kind of they're... moral ethical 
you know, life advice. Yeah, they're not right? supposed to be there. You know, they're, that's not you. That's not that's not who you are. And you don't you're not supposed to be representing this. So with that being said, Hollywood has had a trajectory, a huge trajectory into making lead roles ethnic lead roles or, or roles that you that's supposed to go to somebody who's supposed to be ethnic okay and whitewashing them and this like, is like literally like literally whitewashing i mean we can okay. we can start back in the day and in 1944 and this is back in the hollywood days where maybe people weren't open to getting other people from different races into the movies because okay. it was very predominantly white Hollywood and I get it okay. but we had people like Katherine Hepburn in 1944 she was playing a Japanese lady in um in a movie mm. called uh the Dragon and then we go back and then we have um, but is that, okay okay then, then we have um Elizabeth Taylor playing Cleopatra when Cleopatra is is an Egyptian black woman <laughs> I know but but this is what I'm saying like, and, is and Jesus then we black have, like and, I don't know and then we I have yeah Lawrence Olivier playing Othello and if anybody, crazy. If, if anybody went to high school, they know that Othello was uh, a black Moor man. <laughs> I mean, look, his name is Othello. Like, his name wasn't Steve. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? His parents were like, what can we name this dude that's crazy that everyone's going to make fun of? And so, then, like, Othello. And then we can trickle down that into, like, more of a modern day. Because I'm talking about movies that were in the... 40s 50s and 60s again with people oh and one of the and one of the biggest ones because i remember seeing this um it was breakfast and tiffany's and they had mickey rooney playing that japanese oh that was the, gnarly and that was gnarly because that not, was gnarly because only, they were doing he had like the fake teeth and everything and then not man. only was he playing a japanese man but all the stereotypes that played into his character was completely racist and i mean we're he was like working on the railroad for no reason yeah th this is like this is <laughs> like 1960s and i and i think you know bigotry and racism was 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 a thing back in hollywood i mean it was it was a white hollywood yeah but it's like a don rickles you know who's you know i'm not is, is he alive i love that guy um you know his jokes are like kind of racist right but there's like a historical kind of cool thing about that you know because like these people thought that way like that was okay. That was okay for, to get a white guy to play an Asian guy and I talk like this, and you're like, holy shit! This is like we see that now and we're like, I can't believe they did that. But even back then, you know, applauding. Oh, dude, you killed it as that Asian dude. You okay, killed it back. Then, and they called him Oriental, by the way, back yeah, then. Remember which that? Which is remember the same that? thing I call my food and my rug. But <laughs> you remember that shift? I was alive during that shift where yeah, there was like one year. You can't call them Orientals You said anymore. Oriental people like, yo. And I was like, ooh, that was 1989. It's, my bad. We're not in yeah. 90, you know. But okay, so that was back in the day, which there was an excuse back in the day. So let's move forward to nowadays. And now nowadays. there's been so many roles that have been taken away from black women and Latinas in this industry. Why? Because, because the industry, which thinks that we're not ready for it. And I don't know when they say we are not ready for it. I think they mean they are not ready for it. The studios okay. are not ready for it because obviously we all live in this society right now and we the minority is the majority. Some of us live here. Yeah. I mean. and, but the minority is the majority at this point and it's getting higher and higher and higher. So I mean, in this who town, is to say... In this town, it is. Yeah, but it who is, is yes. to say who's ready and who is not ready if... if the character or or the book was written for a Latina woman. Why is Jennifer Lawrence getting the role? 
You know, why right, are you right. taking the role away from all these really good Latin actresses and and giving them opportunities? I don't know. I've seen telenovelas. Sh- they're really. I'm not sure if they're like really good actresses. But but there are some <laughs> out there, and they're taking away from a good like Latina actress or a good black actress to come and do and showcase her talent and everything she's worked for. Are you mad about something in particular? No, but I'm just saying. But again, it's the misrepresentation. Okay, I can go down the list. Um. Angelina Jolie, she played a black woman. She's played everything. But she played she played a ba- a black woman who happened to look like and what? Uh, who happened to look like Rachel Dozal? Oh no! In no, a mighty heart. Oh, and they did that to her. Yeah, they did that to her. So they put on like a curly wig, and pretty much, if they were ever going to do a biopic on Rachel Dozal, and forever of you that don't know who Rachel Dozal is, she was the white woman. That was, was a like the head of the NAACP. Yeah, it's a white woman who claimed that she was black, but nobody knew. But her husband exposed her at the end of being like, she's not even black, y'all. So probably she wasn't doing her duties in bed. Cause she's he got just so orange. Mad. Yeah. She was orange. And so is Trump black? Yeah. So she she was the president of her chapter of the NAACP. And she had everybody fooled and she i think she was a professor and everything and on black on black history well, there's another her. guy on like twitter and, named and sean she, king he's the same he's like a black she had everybody dude, fooled for about yeah. 20 years that she was like a black woman because she would have she would have her braids or she had a wig with really curly hair and then her husband exposed her and he's like you ain't even black and no, he, her parents exposed her oh her and parents. they're like uh we're not black and neither are you. <laughs> and so she can't be. So what I'm saying, um, uh, Angelina Jolie played this character. That's as the a black, homegirl, though. But yeah, but as a black woman, I mean, you could have gotten Halle Berry to play the character. Why does Angelina have to play the character? No, but I don't think and, that... And, and then we have, uh, like, Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. It li- literally says in the book she's a non-white, dark, olive-skinned girl. Really? Yes. It literally says it... I have to read more books. In the book. And then what do we get? We we get Jennifer Lawrence. All right, that's cool. But why couldn't we get somebody that could play from the right race or the right color to play? Why are they taking so, away all these all these roles that could be going to the right person? And why are we think... and why is Hollywood misrepresenting all these people and and categorizing them as as white? So what's your I mean, you have experiences, you know. I experience it all the time. You've gone to castings where they ask for this and you get there and there's a lot of that and you're the only this. And they're like, yeah, but we weren't really looking for. Well, I have if if any of you listen to my previous episodes, I have a episode where I actually make fun of it, which I thought it was hilarious. They were looking for a Sofia Vergara type and I walk in and everybody there was white. And I go back and I'm like, is this the right casting? Like, yeah, 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 that's the right casting. And I'm like, wait, hold up. They just meant really big boobs. They ju- either that or they just meant somebody who's tanned. But it's just like hmm. either ask what you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for a Sofia Vergara type, then expect to have Sofia Vergara types coming in. There are real Latinas that live in the city, not like your version of a Latina. Because I think that's right. what I think that's what studio heads like have in mind. They're like, well, I have this vision of this, you know, Caucasian girl, but, you know, maybe really big kind of Latina personality. So we'll just put Sofia Vergara type. is this why you think... Okay, so I understand it's a problem. I think everyone understands it's a problem, right? Or not a problem, but it it is what it is. It happens. This is what Hollywood does, right? Yeah. So do you have a 
idea of why this happens or do you like what's your idea because it sounds like your idea is like really deep but i think it's not it's not as race like racial you know and racist and all this like i really it's, do it's not think necessarily it about that in my opinion but well li- last year's oscars there was a whole thing about you know not there's no black people nominated no, right, right, or black so movies it is or so it is racial okay it so is racial this is my point this is At my the point. End of the day. This is my point. Yes. And it, we had to fight. They had to fight and they had to boycott the Oscars last year in order for this year's Oscars to be so multi multi-ethnic. I thought I thought we're not going to talk about the Oscars. You know, no, no, I'm just I'm saying so mm. multi-ethnic. And then suddenly all these different movies are being nominated and all these different ethnic okay, characters. Okay, so this okay, So it is so, racial. So here's my point. If you would allow me to say my point. Okay, Ready? here we go. Here we go. I think that Hollywood is not necessarily a racist place. I think that it's a club. I think it's a very small club. And I think they're... How can I say this? I think they're playing to each other. Okay? It's... There's no black people all running around in the fucking studios, hanging out. There's no Mexicans up in there. There's not a bunch of Asian homies. It's not like that. That's not their friends. That's not their people. That's not who they're seeing. So what they're doing is they're super unoriginal. Look at how many movies come out. How many times a Peter Pan going to come out? I've seen Peter Pan like 200 times. All different movies. <laughs> There's like two Jungle Books on Netflix. There's like a Tarzan, a new one. Tarzan? Yeah. I think it's like fucking 200 years old. Tarzan? Let's make <laughs> another Tarzan. Hollywood is un-fucking-original because it's them with themselves. I just saw this thing on the internet. Uh, which I love the internet. Um, Emma I actually Stone. hate the internet. Emma Stone. And it was yeah. her on like fucking Star Search or some shit. And she was doing like a rock and roll thing. And I'm not sure if it was a joke or whatever. But it was like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So what Hollywood does, they get a like one little star. And they're like, okay, you're in. And then they like push that person like all the way, all the way. Right. Yeah. So we're still on Emma Stone. Is it Emma Stone? Yeah. So we're still there. We're still on Ryan Gosling. So, so, and what, fucking- you're saying, so what you're saying is. They pick one person out of the bunch and they have an agenda and they push it all the way through and milk it for what it's worth. I think if you have a small group of friends and you guys hang out all the time and you talk about the same shit all the fucking time and I come in there, I don't know, none of you motherfuckers, right? I'm sitting there going, you guys were talking about this yesterday. Like, okay, a week ago, you guys were talking. It's just like a repetitive originality free zone here. So you're saying... It's definitely not racial. It definitely has to do with who they want to push, who they can make more money off of, and who has the most money to give and to fund other projects. Yeah, it's... it's All right. They are playing with themselves. The problem, the real problem, in my opinion, is all of us want to get in. Nobody knows how all to get in. All of us want to get It's like VIP. It's like, hey, dude, how can I get... How can I be cool? How can I get 100,000 likes? How can I get in the fucking club? Da, 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 da. We all want to get in their club, and they're like, this is our club. So then we're all mad, like, your club's not racial enough, motherfucker. It's my club. You can't get in. So that's 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 the way it works. I would say that. So I Instead of be, saying it's so deep should, and racial, so they I hate us be, and all this nonsense. No, like, I'm not no. saying they hate us. I'm saying they're just not giving us opportunities and the right opportunities but, because they're not even looking our way. They really are. That's what I'm saying. If I go to dinner at fucking Boa every night, the I'm not going to write a show or even think about some shit that is like some real-ass stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm talking to another executive. He has an idea. Hey, I got this great idea. We make a Peter Pan 3D IMAX. The guy's like, 
perfect. You know what? I love Peter Pan. Let's do this. <laughs> like, let's do this. And I have the money. You have the fucking script writer. You know, yeah. you have the Illuminati. All let's right. do this. Well, well, okay. You heard it here first, people. It's definitely not racial. You just need to find a way to get into this club. You need to That's find, what I'm saying. You need That's to what either I'm, fuck yes. your way into the club or you buy your way into a club. <laughs> just fuck you in the club. Just fuck you in the club. But that's why I'm actually raising my voice and I'm sorry I'm like screaming. This is a, because he is screaming. I was I was being all like, you know, I, I, I was know. being all I, I was being all conscious and all I need, like, like to give maybe massage. personal about it. I was I was getting very, very, you know all right. like I felt like I was being attacked personally because it's not only me. I see it in everything else, but then I see all these movies that were supposed to be casted through other people and, and other races and then it just got typecasted and whitewashed completely. And I'm like, why are they doing this? Why are they taking away from probably what would have been a really good script or a well, really cool, good movie and think, made it into something so bland? But I think with the digital age, right? See, I remember when I used to want to rap, right? Yeah. And there was no, everyone was like super gangster. Like the whole shift was happening, right? And then uh, Kanye came around. And I was like, holy shit, he's talking about real stuff, the college dropout and all this. Yeah. I was like, yes, it's my time now, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that for like any actor, director, anybody who wants to get in, in their club, you can now make your own club. And they'll buy your stuff. Well, this is what we do this podcast. Exactly. I mean, I think we talk I think about the game it. has changed in a way, right? Definitely. The Oscars know, but that's like the little class. That's, like that's, like that's like the most elitist of like, all who the cares clubs. about those guys. But, like, um, I, re I really do think times have changed. And I say this all the time because now we have the accessibility to make our own products and make our own visions come to life because. Well, we have accessibility to the internet and we have accessibility to putting our shows out there on podcasts and YouTubes and and everybody's accessible to everybody else's shit, right? Mm -hmm. So it has become the Wild West again exactly. because there are no rules anymore it, to this it's game. It's probably always been for those people who have got in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're Samuel Jackson, you're probably like, I don't know what everyone else is complaining about. They love my black ass. Exactly. Right? Because he was already in. But now since the rules have he shifted. Got, he worked his way. And, and people and things have changed. It is the Wild West. And we are allowed to make our own rules. There's no rules anymore to this game. For because sure. before, we, you had to follow those rules. You had to follow by those industry standards. You're going to be the black man. Well, get ready to sing and dance. Well, and if there's, You're only, be and that if, Latina, there's only a get few, ready to clean in the if, in the house. If, if there's only a few channels too, yeah. you think that NBC is like the end all. You're exactly. like, if I get on the Johnny Carson show, <laughs> I am going. What to... is this? 1956. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so, understand. I, I get it. So, but also, also the reason I don't like the whole race thing in regards to media and all that stuff is. That's unoriginal as well. I'm not going to sit here and cry about you not giving me a job because that makes me like a defeatist. I'm already losing because I'm like, hey, man, if I go in there with the mentality like, yo, these guys are trying to fuck me, I think I'm already kind of, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking a step back. But I wasn't back. really taught. But in, in not my saying defense, in, your, in your position. In my, in my I'm defense, saying I was just talking your, about the misrepresentation of, of It's not about you. You're the actress. And, and actors. No, yeah. no, no, no. Your opinion is the only one that matters because you have to go in there yeah, and, and, and look be, the fool be like, I'm surrounded by a bunch of blonde girls. I came in here on Latina style with my fucking leopard thing and I'm like, and these guys are like, uh, they're like, I feel uh. like a monkey. So your opinion, <laughs> I, like I think I'm your like opinion a... is a great opinion because yeah. you are right here in the middle of it. We live in the heart of this shit. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. I'm saying for people on the outside mm -hmm. who are looking into this thing going, how can I get in that club? It's exactly that. It's a club. 
It is a club. Okay. And And you're in, in the club, by the way. So just I, I you know what? I I decided to make my own club and you're part of it. And we're the presidents of our well, own I'm club. Well, I'm in the club, so then I brought you in the club and, and now we both we, got a wristband. Yeah, hey. and now we're all cool and now we made our own rules. And you know, we're gonna leave this segment right there and I want all our listeners because every show I think we try to like Say something negative, but follow it up. <laughs> Every because, show we like to be negative. Yeah, you know, but we like to follow it up with something very, very positive and just a little bit, you know, of food for thought. And it is that it is the Wild West here. There are no more rules to this game. You can go out there and get what it is that you're looking for. You can make your own rules up and you can actually succeed in it. And and that's why we always say this in all our different shows. It's because we really do want to inspire you and to get all of you that are out there. And I know that all of you are trying to make it and trying to make something out of yourself, whether it be this or that. But go ahead. The rules don't exist anymore and they don't apply anymore. And go ahead and make your own rules because all you need is 100 people following you. And once you have 100 people following you, you'll get 1,000 people following you and then you'll get a million people following you. And it's sort of like a cult. But as long as you believe in what you're saying and you believe in, in the type of person you are and your authenticity and just keep it real, I'm sure you will succeed. That's very inspiring. Thank you. I know. And if that doesn't work, there's always a bar. Get yourself a beer. <laughs> exactly. And calm down. Chill. You know what? Free Remy. Fuck you, free Remy! Are you dumb? You a pink diamond chicken wing chain. Are you dumb? You had a leopard beehive on your head. Are you dumb? Are you forgetting that I pressed you before, bitch? Fuck Fuck with your soul like she does. You ain't the queen, I'll show you. Like on your ass and belly. I prove you lost and ready. They told you your whole career I'd come home and kill you, right? I told you I wasn't talking about your dumb ass and look stupid. You literally got a dumb ass talking crazy. And we all know that you dumb ass. You get donkey at a day. Yeah, you dumb ass Let's be honest You stole a line about bitches being your sons How you take my 09 jail tweet and run Talking about bringing knives to a fight with guns When the only shot you ever took was in your buns And I saw me get all-star He told me your ass dropped He couldn't fuck you for three months Because your ass dropped Now I don't think I understand how bad her ass got The implants that she had put in her ass popped I was like, damn, 90 days and you couldn't have box Did she at least compensate? Giving you mad top, her name Minaj, right? She ain't throw you some bad thoughts. He said, nah, that's when I knew you was really a trash bop. You was screaming free Remy when I was upstate doom. But now that they free Remy, you don't sing the same tune. Lock me up, threw away my keys, threw away my weed, snatched me from my son, braids to the back, state greens, daily news. Her career's over. She was kinda stupid, but you saw her opportunity, cause you were opportunist. Left your day one, cause you heard he was on some cheat shit. Then got with the dude that told you on some creep shit, but what happened to Omika? Nah, on some G shit. Left him and took a pic with the dude he had beef with, and we all know it was a beef that you started. Pillow talking out of your ass, this bitch retarded. Now you gotta die. You dearly departed. Bloodbath when I catch you, a real red carpet. Now what I'ma do? 
I'ma just stick to the facts Bitch, so scared of my future Got this bitch going backwards Been through mad fools You disloyal, you hoochie Now all of a sudden you back with Drake and Tucci After you said you sucked his dick You back with Gucci Who next, Puff, Deb, or Fiji? You an A-list groupie And to be the queen of rap You gotta actually rap The whole industry know that your shit is a rap No, to be the queen of rap You can't have a ghostwriter And that's why this is my house flowwriter Niggas done seen Drake pinning, Wayne pinning, And since your first boyfriend left, bitch ain't winning You an internet troll, a web browser I'm sorry, you can't get an online without safari Mentioning guns, you pussy galore James Bond, only time you touch a trigger's when you fuck Trace songs Cokehead, you cheated on your man with Ebro I might leak the footage of you sniffing and Which is something that's happening that I've been uh, paying attention to If anybody out there likes sports or don't, no, no one's out there like sports. Or doesn't like sports, but they live in L.A., so they know what's going on. For sure. I love sports. Um, Let's talk about the whole revamping of sports in Los Angeles. Okay, cool. We have a lot of things actually going on, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it started with the Rams coming into L.A. Yes, I went, to, I went to a Rams game. Did you go to a Rams game? I haven't been to a Rams game yet. Not very cool. Okay, I just can't afford it. <laughs> it was like the cool thing to do, but I went to a Rams game and it's in fucking USC at the Coliseum. So I was like, exactly. I mean, no offense, Rams. Listen, but- if I want to get my car stolen <laughs> or my purse snatched, I would totally go to a Rams game. Trust and me. if I want to spend $100 on parking. Oh my God, the parking, crazy. Exactly. There's no room. It's it's a joke. But anyways. But unfortunately, like- I don't feel like getting all my shit jacked. For but- sure. Or stabbed. Yeah, definitely. But now we have the Chargers are coming into L.A. as well. And then we have another a new soccer team that's coming to L.A. So, really? Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard about this. They're they're going to do where the uh, old football um, arena was. They're going to turn that into a soccer uh, arena. Okay. And they're going to make a whole new soccer team apart from the Galaxy that's already here. Okay. So it's like a lot of athletes, a lot of uh, sports things that are happening. But uh, let's talk about... The Lakers and what happened with the Lakers? Okay, well, um, well, Mr. Sports Fanatic. So they recently brought back Magic, right? Irving Magic Johnson. Irving yes. Magic Johnson. Anyone who knows LA, you have to know who Magic is. If you don't, then bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he he's a partial owner of the Dodgers. Um, a legend. He was our point guard. Played for Michigan State. I mean, the guy's a legend. If you don't know Magic, he's a billionaire it's by itself. Yeah, he's, he's an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. He's, he's amazing. But yes, the Lakers have had a problem. I think we spoke about this on the Kobe episode, and it was Kobe Bryant. Right? He was eating up all the money. <laughs> he was a dick, and they couldn't actually succeed think, until he I was gone. I think you hit it right on the nail right there. That he was eating up all the revenue and all the money that the team had to spend on getting maybe really good players and younger players right. that could come and revamp. But since he had this huge contract, they really, they, they were, go, they were going overhead with their, with their budget well, with them. Um, at the end there, they did a weird thing and I'm not sure if he like bullied them into it or his agent or whatever, but he signed like a five-year deal when he was already like injured and obviously not going to play for very long. Um, and it was for a lot of money. So it handicapped them in regards to their budget to go out and get other players. On top of that, he just isn't a good guy. So, other, you know, 
Other players do not want to play with a guy who does not fucking pass you the ball. Okay. That just doesn't happen, right? Do, but do you think, I feel like the whole magic, bringing in Magic Johnson, I think half of it is to still keep him very re- relevant. I think it's to keep them relevant. Yes. Because you need it. Because the Lakers have like this whole history of being one of the top NBA teams. And they have history with every with every team except the team back in the day with like Sadeo 3 to Nick Van Exel. There's like no history. That was a young, you know, up and coming dude. But then they got Shaq, right? Yeah. And they got Kobe. And now you have two guys who are going to be in the Hall of Fame if they're not already there, right? Um, so you have more history. And that's kind of your legacy, right? It's like uh, the Lakers always have, you know, a yeah. super top player, right? So with um, the Kobe situation, they had to keep Kobe because no one else would come there who was of that caliber. So they had to hang on to that shit for uh, until now, his knees fell off. So you're saying that now what they did... They had to bring back Magic so people give a fuck because they suck. So it's it's like when a TV show, it's like on its last legs, they start bringing in yeah, like they, really good guest appearances. Exactly, they bring back like Betty White. And they're like, yeah, Betty White appearance, exactly. and then all the old people watch just, it. Just to right. revamp the entire thing and, and revamp the entire team and... and and the brand, because not only it's, it's that... A, it's a brand thing it's, it's more than mo- anything. It's most a brand because they make so much money off the merchandising itself. I mean, if you live in Los Angeles and you don't own a Lakers anything, then get the fuck out of this town, you know? Yeah, you got to have like a Lakers something. Exactly. Something. Even if you're not a fan, I'm a Clipper fan, so sorry for the Laker hate. But, so the Magic thing, right? They hire Magic, um, and then they fired uh, their general manager... Yes. Okay, Mitch Kupchak. Who and he actually did all the pickings for last year's draft, you know? Yes. Um, in my opinion, he's fucking horrible. He's been handed everything because their other GM was Jerry West, another legend, another historical figure who's attached to uh, the Lakers. They have to have history attached in order for them to sell the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers in itself. It's, it is a like, brand. It's, t- not, like, it's basketball. It's yeah. fucking ba- It's a ball and a hole and a bunch of super tall dudes. I mean, it's not that serious. It's about your brand and your ability to make yeah, money exactly and pay these other guys so much money so they make so much money right okay so i think with magic though um it brings back that fun 90s early that, 90s yeah, that, like, like that michael Jordan, in the locker room the, the, smoking every, cigarettes after yeah. the game like well you know you know what's funny because uh now that i watch basketball because I grew up on basketball, but back in the early 90s, when you actually had all these, you had Larry Bird, you know, you had the really good ones there. And and, and it like was... the greatest era. Yeah, it was like, they were fighting. They were fighting on the court. Oh, that was real that They was had real, ball. real beef. They, it, it was just like going to two-on-two in the park, and they had real beef, and people were putting throwing money on the side to see who was going to win. And that was what basketball was all about. It's like having all these gigantic, literally gigantic idols. Right. And they were doing new moves and new things in the court that you've never seen before. You've never seen before. And they, they, but the game was still kind of coming, you know, evolving. But I think it kind of reached its like peak in regards to legends at that time. Yeah. I mean, come on. You had like Larry Bird. You had Magic. You had Isaiah. Yeah. You had fucking Ewing. You had, I mean, you can name a million. Every and team had a legend. They had a legend. Elijah they, won. Yeah, fucking, they, and they're you know? still legends to this day, and they're all in the in the, in the the Hall of Fame. I mean, most of them Malone, are. Malone, Stockton. Well, exactly. I mean, come on. And uh, I feel like now basketball has turned more into like a hip-hop culture. It's sort of like a branding of like. It's gone millennial? Very, very millennial. Very um, pussy. <laughs> in my in my yeah, might say I mean, so myself very like everybody's like you know twitter fingers like you're a basketball player i think player. people are sensitive yeah. these days and these kids are very maladjusted 
if I may say that, to like um, where they are, right? Because you have yeah. these kids now who grow up kind of on computers and kind of on the internet, yeah. right? So they already kind of have but, a social... But they're, but they're seeking... They're not seeking that athletic fame that they no, used they're to not. seek. They're seeking... They're just getting there because they're good. Yeah, they're good, but exactly. But they don't want to be a star because they don't... You know, they can't because even talk they're, right. Because they're, they're more... I think they're more obsessed in being famous and being like on Instagram and being... You because know, you could be and, famous on Instagram without a personality. Yeah, and then having, <laughs> right? and having their own reality show and then like having all these spin-offs shows out of like but you're an athlete why don't you take all that stuff that you want to be and just you know perfect your game perfect your body perfect your your mental stamina and your physical stamina and just throw it out and leave it in the court but i think that mentality has been skewed with again the whole like generation of computers and, and social media yeah and i feel definitely that the bringing magic johnson in is the whole rebranding but i think it's also playing into okay now we're gonna get more people on social media and more people like are gonna be invested on this but it kind of in the wrong way and, and I'm, I'm really missing those days of athletes being athletes and i think the only right now the only game that's like that is soccer i feel like those are the real real athletes nowadays because you don't really well, like see, yeah internationally i mean internationally, um, i'm sure 99 percent of the people who are listening to this are gonna say like soccer what's that yeah no but believe it or not because they're still real athletes and you know who i saw last night alexi lawless do you remember alexi lawless he played for the u.s team he had like crazy hair he had like orange hair I don't well, you know. said soccer. I know. Yeah. I saw him last night and I was like, there's Alexi Lawless. Which yeah, when is crazy. I say soccer, I don't mean American soccer. <laughs> oh, I mean well, actual football. It wasn't fucking, <laughs> you know, but, Pele. Uh, it wasn't Maradona. Yeah, but um, but I, I, I do believe it was a really good move by the LA Lakers to bring in Magic. Why not? And maybe it's going to revamp and make something good of that team I because think, that team has fallen off. I think with Magic, right? So they made uh, him the president. Of, yes. of like basketball well, I, operations, he right? He started as a consultant, and then two weeks later, right. he, he, because I don't they know had what to fire Mitch Kupchak. So he, as a consultant, he said, "I think we should fire Mitch Kupchak because he's not a very good GM. His track record, any sports fan, look at his track record. Don't say he brought in Kobe. Don't, he didn't do none of that. It was all Jerry West. And how they even got Pau Gasol was Jerry West went and did the deal for him and gave him that deal. So it looked like he did the deal. He's never done anything. So bye, Mitch. Are you whack? Um, so, <laughs> but first you had to get rid of of uh, the Kobe issue, right? The, the this Kobe, is a, this the is called Kobe, a cleaning house. Is yeah, what we're walking. The Kobe is issue was like a crutch. It, it, it was. was a, it look, was the worst. Look, I don't even understand how that even happened. You know when you break up with someone, but you live in the same place. Pretty much. And that you, like you can't last, break the lease. You have a lease yeah, together. And you have a lease, <laughs> and you're like, what did I pick this month, right? And it's just like, oh fuck. And you're looking at him. You're like, oh. you're like, okay, ten more months, ten more months. But you're still making him dinner, and you're still looking at him like, and you're still I fucking them life. once in a while because yeah. you're horny, right? Right. And like, <laughs> and like everyone still likes you guys. They're like, we love you guys, and we're like, oh, uh, we hate right? each other. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, that's what the Kobe thing was, right? And then. So they got and they moved out. They're like, okay, cool. And then they decided, like, you know, who's gonna keep the dog, right? And then they, that <laughs> thing, right? So that's Mitch, and they're just like shedding all this kind of horrible advice and and just people who aren't really worthy of the money and and the respect, right? So they put in Magic. He's cool. He's just like a he's just like a, he's a face still. He's always gonna be a face. I don't yeah. think he is a basketball mind. I think he's a basketball player. Who everyone knows. Yeah. I don't think he's like a genius behind the scenes. Come on, it's magic. 
<laughs> he's known for saying like it's magic like it's, it's magic oh my god i mean so what can i feel like what can save the la lakers is the fact that they have new fresh faces but they, they really need to work as a team i feel like they brought really 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 way too young kids in there it's a bunch of young guys i just saw them the other day and they looked very young and very unexperienced well I don't know if I. But said, they're really talented. But I don't know if I said this in a previous episode, but I'm gonna say it again. I saw this whole documentary on Ingram and how the way he's just like a young kid. I don't think he understands the scope and the much how much right, weight right. he has on his arms because in his documentary you see this little kid taking an Uber to the Staples Center, literally an Uber to the Staples Center to go and play a huge game. You know when you have 10 million people watching you well just from your city if you think about your boy kobe used to ride a motorcycle and he used to take a helicopter so talk about a guy who's ready he's thinking like i'm gonna ride my motorcycle i'm gonna get in the zone put on my song right there i'm gonna get the game i'm gonna yeah. kill these motherfuckers right or, or he's in the helicopter he's like i am the only person who takes a helicopter to the game exactly i am better than them let's do this the guy's taking an Uber, and you look over, and there's another like random person taking an Uber, and they're like, "That guy's tall." You're like, "Oh, I'm gonna yeah. play some basketball." But that, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. They're so young. I don't think they understand the the, the big scope of things and how much everybody's relying on them. So I think it, what could save them would be work teaching them how to work together as a team. I think they're they're still on that process of like we don't know how to play well with others because we just don't know how to. They they were the best in their high school and they used to carry. Right. They were the Kobe of their right. high school. So they carried everybody else everybody else's weight on the team. So they didn't really have to know how to play well with really other people on their same level. Yeah, I mean if if you see when it's like when it's like a young team, um you have a lot of ball hogs, you have a lot of mistakes and you know, whatever. But I went and saw them two days ago. And then the next day I saw uh, the Clippers, the right? The Clippers, yeah. So the Clippers are a fucking mess. That's, and I'm going to leave it like that because <laughs> I'm can't a believe fan. I can't believe they're actually making to the playoffs. But No, okay, this is the thing. They're really good and they have all these pieces that are really good and really, really good. There's something going on with them. I have no idea. But they're all weird, right? Maybe they're but passing around the same chick in that locker room, and there's they're all something getting, going they're on. Getting, really they're, weird. There's some has to be some sort of like love triangle, either between the teammates themselves, because a lot of them are down low brothers. Ooh, sorry to say, or they're just fucking the same chick, and they just found out something's going on with them. <laughs> and I, I think there's like a resentment of Chris Paul, like way deep down with all these guys. But anyways, um, but the Lakers, I was really impressed, actually, right? bunch of dudes they got a lot of talent they're really tall um but they're really tall <laughs> but like but like if if your fan base is losing it when a guy named swaggy fucking swaggy p swaggy p is hitting a shot like he's fucking i, I don't know jesus christ reincarnate like are you kidding me swaggy p so they have a long way to go no oh, did you see blake lively is it Blake Lively? No, not Blake, Blake. Lively. <laughs> Sorry. I saw Blake Lively, though. <laughs> no. That she looked good. Um, what's, his, what's his name? And he got... He Blake got, Griffin. I don't know why I say Blake. I was thinking... Um, this is my lesbian talking. I was, th I was thinking Blake Griffin, and I thought about a girl, and I said Blake Lively. But, okay. Um, and I was thinking about uh, Blake Shelton. Okay. <laughs> no. Did you see when he got cut in his, uh, in his face, that little cut in his face in that game? No, no. So somebody elbowed him, and he got, like, a scratch in his face. And he, and he started crying. And he started crying. And no, then, he started crying. And then literally he started crying, and then he left, like, skipping, like, running and skipping towards, like, I don't know, the... the 
The dug. I want to say the dugout. The dugout. Okay, so so he ran to the dugout, slid into home. Okay, then what happened in the yeah. basketball game? And then he came out with with a little band aid. Oh my god, he looked like bo- Nelly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus little, Christ. He had a little Nelly band aid in the bottom of his eye, and um, and then he did like this weird sort of alley-oop type of thing and then he's like yeah i crushed it <laughs> but nobody was around him like as defense so he was gonna make he the shot proud of himself for being eight feet tall and... yeah and for like and for getting like a little cut and like coming up on out that's on top what, that's what i'm saying these dudes okay i was, I was like the... i'm like why is this happening and like come on now like he literally all of them do that though a lebron james is the biggest one if you touch him, he acts like you shot him with a bazooka. He goes flying across the thing. His arm comes off. He's like, oh! And then he gets up and he's like, and then you know, he, I'm going to go dunk it. And then he's like, it's all good now. Yeah, and now he's good. like, yeah, I'm the boss again. Yeah, he's like, I know. wait, wait, was, you just went from the biggest baby to the biggest boss? I, I thought it was I was, I thought it was him trying to redeem his cut. But his cut, like, I've had nastier cuts when I, like, shaved my legs. It was ridiculous. And, and it, it, he... That, I think Blake looks like a little moron anyway. I think he has like mental, like he's mental retardation. Okay, so I worked with him, right? And 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 I have this picture, and I'm standing next to him, and I have like a small head, okay. <laughs> um, and at the time I had my head shaved, so it, it was even smaller, and I have these big ears, right? So like, okay, he's his head is like from the top of my head to like mid chest, and it's like above. He looks like. A Neanderthal in a suit, and I like Blake. Yo, Blake, you are awesome. You're from Oklahoma. My family's from Oklahoma. Um, but yo, he looks like a big gorilla man. Yeah, in a suit. He's and he's just like, so, like I will crush you. Yeah, he has that. He 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 he's kind of very, very primitive, very like one word sort of person. <laughs> you can't really hold a whole conversation. Like holding a conversation with him would have to be yes. Or no answers from his part. If you notice the commercials, how they try to make him look really smart. You know how but many he only has like cuts, three words. You know how many cuts they have in that yeah, it's commercial? Like, it's like, I like this Kia. Exactly. And he's like, hey, and Chris Paul. They'll be like, I, and then cut to the cut to the car. Like, cut to the car, Kia. So it took him like 17,000 shots to edit that together. And Are make... they playing off the fact that like he may be a little slow? He probably is a little slow. They're like, hey, Blake, uh, we have this ugly car called the Kia. You would probably do this, right? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, yeah, the Kia looks pretty cool. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like, okay, cool. It's only $8,000, but... uh, Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how much we're going to pay you for this commercial, you dumb ass. He's like, $8,000? That's a lot of money. So... I wish I had a car like that. I, know. I should jump over it in the game, in the rookie game. Okay, so <laughs> that's that's fucked up. But and I'm a Clipper fan. I'm okay. So look, okay, okay. So L- L- that's so fucked up. So LA though, LA is is like you're saying. There's a bunch of sports shit that's really happening here, and it's become a sports town. I mean, I, I think mean, it, I think it was about time. I think I've said this before, and I said it when the LA Rams first came into town. It only fixes a lot of our problems it generates so much money it generates so many more other jobs that we need and it's just it's just gonna that's true and just gonna bring us up a little bit more and for god's sakes we need it i mean we live in california we have one of the biggest debts we live in los angeles 
we have a lot of debt in the city. We have a lot of high taxes and we have, you know, and, right. and we have a and lot it's gonna of fuck up traffic, obviously, but it's already bad. I mean, traffic's horrible already. People, so. people say they have a lot of unemployment. There should be no problem of employing people now because now we have more teams coming in, which means and new sports arenas, which means thousands of new jobs which means more uber rides and all the places around there have to yeah and then everything the everything around there I mean, that's a great way to look at it there's yeah. always a way to say like it's gonna be more traffic who wants the rams who the fuck wants the chargers no one but it's a story i mean i don't know if you why, like the chargers why, no why but why are the chargers even coming here i think it's a it's another move by uh i think just, a i think aeg is the one that does all those moves and uh aeg's they're a big huge company worldwide and they own a lot of arenas worldwide uh, music arenas sports arenas and i think it's another you know another good investment for them it's Uh, like if you build it they will come you know what i mean it's just like like our podcast right if you (laughs) like if if you bring this piece of shit over here someone's gonna like it yeah exactly just like our podcast right (laughs) just like our podcast so yeah i mean you know sports in la the Lakers are a mess, but they have a lot of potential. The Clippers, unfortunately, do not have that because you've been bad for so long. The top is the only option, and if you fall from that, it's just back to the bottom. And I think yeah. that's kind of what's happening with them. Um, I think they're going to lose in the playoffs, and then they're going to lose next year more, and they're going to start getting rid of people, and it's really bad. I don't know. Uh, basketball is a hit or miss nowadays. It's just uh, it's all over a place. It's all about the Warriors and LeBron, so it really doesn't matter. But – I'm glad you are watching NBA because I love the NBA. Well, I mean, I work in this uh, right in front of the Staples Center at LA Live, so I'm so always. So you have to love the NBA. I have to love the NBA because that generates me my money and how much income I'm I'm gonna make on a uh, basketball season or hockey season. But then I I've, I've been you know listening to people behind the bar and what they think and and I'm making my own assumptions on why they're bringing so many teams here and i'm i'm really thinking it's just because they just want to generate more money and in, into la and, yeah. and 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 create more things going on and but if have, you go to a game and it's have like people a... and have people spend a lot of money because every time you go to a game you at least spend a hundred dollars oh, on all, bullshit and and, and, that, and that's just you know it's just a cycle of spending 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 and making money for everybody but it's cool because we are in, in a consumer market it's nice to have family-friendly entertainment if you go to any of these games and you do men women children it's a fun environment it's way better than the club you could get drunk and they have a club there so it's actually getting really big in la to go to games again yeah and it really doesn't matter if you're like the hugest sports fan or something it's like an event it's a great way to be an instagram thought because you're like a thought who's not just in your room taking pictures on your floor in the mirror you know what i mean you haven't cleaned your room like (laughs) now you've gone outside exactly and you put on clothes like so yeah it's really cool yeah i, I just thought that it would be a, a, a good topic to talk about just because it just it just brings a little bit something happier to to our city like games are always a good thing to have and to go to and just it just brings communities together and it's always fun to be a laker fan because yeah. this is la i'm think i think more it just always really brings communities together and, and people together and people from different cultures together because they're there for one same team and i i'm i'm a big fan of that i'm yeah. always a big fan of bringing people together no matter what i was talking about baseball but no one likes baseball or i just just, just i think a lot of people like i 
here in LA. Well, you're Puerto Rican. You, I mean, listen, come on now. I am Puerto Rican. So you guys got and over I there. Was, I was nothing. I was brought up with nothing but baseball. So. Wait, so wasn't Puerto Rico actually built on a baseball field? Pretty <laughs> <laughs> on a baseball island, Pretty just much. a bunch of dirt. But and... <laughs> you'd be surprised. Like here, the Dodgers, those that should get sold out. No Have matter. Have you ever been to a Dodger game? I've actually never been to a Dodger game. Okay, I'm gonna take you to a Dodger game. I'm gonna have to wear a bulletproof vest. No, hold on. We should do. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now. This year, we will do some kind of remote. Okay, from Dodger Stadium. Okay. Even if we're outside in the parking lot <laughs> and they kick us out and we're drinking, we're still recording. They're something gonna stab us in the parking on the lot. <laughs> okay, so check this out though. If you go to a Dodger game in particular, it is predominantly Mexican. Oh, yeah. And you actually see the city. The city goes to the games. And you see the city, but you also see, you know, you have your Jewish, you have your Asian, you have your black, you're all that. But what you see is what L.A. is actually made of. Yeah. And it's at the Dodger game. It's a bunch of Mexicans. I love that. And it's fun. And they fight and you can watch it. It's fun. So I might not get stabbed because I do have a Latina pass card. You, you will not get stabbed. You will get propositioned like 400 times. All right, that's fine. And you will be taller than every guy who actually hits on you. I guarantee <laughs> I that. I'll probably be like 20 <laughs> feet taller yeah, than exactly. every... I'm like literally the tallest Puerto Rican in the island of Puerto Rico. Really? Pretty much, yeah. I'm I'm pretty tall. I'm, I'm about your 5'8"-ish around. Okay, okay. So when you go to Puerto Rico, like every guy there is like 5'6". Oh, they're going to love you at Dodger and Stadium. And every girl there is about 4'11". <laughs> and you have three Dodger dogs. So I'm like a freak when I go back to the island. So that's why I try not to go back there at all that's yeah I horrible mean, i mean you already escaped why would you go <laughs> yeah, back i know I'll, it's I'll like going already... back to alcatraz you're like whoa, whoa, whoa i forgot my yeah i already floated <laughs> to la in a door i don't know why exactly. the fuck i would want to go back floating back to the island in a door but exactly. with that being said and bringing communities together i want to leave you with my co-host eric sanchez because yes. he has some sort of a political agenda but a good one um so if you live in Hollywood, in Silver Lake, Echo Park, um, anywhere in Hollywood, you are probably a member of District 13, which is a funny number. But in District 13, there's going to be a vote on March 7th. And um, one of the primary things is Measure S. And, and that talks about uh, the building that is happening um, in Hollywood. And if you, I know you've seen it on your street. All the buildings. All the buildings. All the um, high rises. Are building these like really huge buildings in the middle of everywhere. And they're going up, up, up. So your view is gonna be completely demolished. And all you're gonna see is the side of this rich dude's fucking ass. Um, which, <laughs> which look, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, there are outside elements who are coming in here and they're paying, in particular, councilman rich uh excuse me wait council member mitch o'farrell his whole his whole agenda is he lets in all the money right and that's why you're seeing all this building going on so it's not about the homelessness that's out of fucking control everywhere you go there's people in all kinds of tents you know what i mean yeah traffic horrible uh there's no parking never ever um and and they're building all these things so if you're gonna build up and you're going to build all these things in these small neighborhoods. And there's already no parking. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot, you know, homelessness and theft and all this kind of stuff. And then you're building these $400,000 places each on top of each other. Where are they going to park? Like, so there are real issues that are happening here in L.A. And if you are here and want to be a part of it, just go to uh, cd13.lacity.org. Uh, um, and there you will see Mitch O'Farrell. Um, he's not a very good uh, city council member. Um, so make up your mind. Look up what, you know, uh, what's being uh, 
excuse me, look up what's on the ballot and make your own decisions. But yeah. there's a lot of things happening here in the city that are not for the benefit of the people who live here. Definitely. Um, I, I like your uh, political agenda because I've always said that uh, if you choose to live in Los Angeles, choose to make it better. And I always feel that um, your local politics count even more in your life than your national ones because those are the things that are affecting you constantly and immediately so on march 7th you can have your voice be heard and if you're sick and tired of having construction 24 7 waking you up at four o'clock in the morning not being able to park because it's a tow away zone even though you live right there and you pay rent right there and you can't park in your street because somebody's doing construction and then that means that you're not going to have any parking you're not going to have any parks you're not going to have any green grass left and they're just you know taking over yeah. this yeah taking over the city and um, you have a chance to get your voice out there and be heard. And you decide either if you want it or if you don't want it. I mean, some things are good for the city and some things I think they're being overplayed. And, you know, like, th- and it's just too much that we don't really need. And we're being inundated with too many high rises and too many constructions and too many things that there's enough things and buildings in the city that can be restored. Yes. And, and, and like even deeper. Sorry to cut you off. Even yeah. deeper. There are actual laws and ordinances, right, that say that there's supposed to be a certain amount of space, like for handicap, for, you know, for open spaces and stuff. Right. Yeah. So all these places that they're making now actually aren't following the ordinance, but because they could pay in advance to kind of skip the process. Yeah. By the time the community even gets an update on what's going on, it's already been paid for and it's already happening. Right. So, for example, we fought the one that's on our block right now. It's being built. We fought it for like a year out of the whole thing. What we got in about six weeks, uh, which was super cool, um, is like street permits. So now we could park on our own street and this is our street. And, you know, yeah. there's always parking. And the people that live there. Yeah. The people that live there have the yeah, authority. Have permits, and, and, right. and then you have, um, you know, you, you go first, you know, you can right. you can you can actually park in your street. You don't have to be parking 17 blocks away. Yeah, And this takes like a six month whole thing to like request and all this stuff. And because we fought the other thing, then we got this thing. Cool, we're all stoked, right? Except we still can't park on our fucking block because they're building a high rise here and all the construction workers are parking on our fucking thing. So look, there's a lot of things that are really fucked up in in this city and that you could actually change. Exactly. So that's my point because we've actually made a change. You could make a change, but you do have to go vote and you have to be a part of the process. And this is called my so-called LA Life. So, And anybody that listens to this podcast, I know a lot of you don't live here, but a lot of you do live here. So go ahead and make a change in your community. Make a change for yourself and take a stand. Make your livelihood better like you will have a better life if you're happier you'll be happier if you can park you'll be happier if you have less traffic and if you can actually have affordable housing because i know it's hard affordable out there. housing is another yeah. issue as well i know it's hard out there i know rent has gone high and it's going higher and higher and higher so this is just like a little political message from my so-called la life and go out there and and make Make L.A. great again, man. And I'm gonna, that's LA about the again. only thing I'm going to steal from that motherfucker Trump. <laughs> well, that's my homie. But um, I think I'm going to vote for Doug Haynes. You go out there and you look up these candidates um, in our district. But it's important uh, that we ditch Mitch because, honestly, he's just bond paid for. And he cares more about being a celebrity than he does about the people who live in this town. And that's cool if you're his friends. But if you're not, there's probably no parking on your street and you're fucked. 
All right, guys. So you heard it here first. March 7th, go out there. Make your vote count and make LA great again. And I'm going to leave you right there. And like I always say, make fun of yourself and everybody else. Life is not that goddamn serious, man. You know? Yeah, but there's no parking, so I'm kind of pissed. All right. I got you, girl. <laughs> there we go. Be safe, everyone. Yes, queen. Hey, put All your right, fingers in the sky if you want it. Put a finger in the sky if you want it, nigga. And put your fingers in the sky if you want it. And put a finger in the sky if you want it, nigga. And put your fingers in the sky if you want it. And put a finger in the sky if you want it, nigga. And put your fingers in the sky if you want it. Sometimes you worry about the things he can provide for you. Whenever you around, I seem to come alive for you. I finally recognize the feelings that's inside for you. Although I know your man and trust me, he would die for you. He's quiet though, so you've been going on for years now. I saw you in the party, soft lips, soft spoken. I came to talk to you, but homie interfered now. He introduced you as his girl and I was heartbroken. Some people talk about that love at first sight shit. To keep it real, I don't know whether I believe it's true. But if it is, then tell me if I'm wrong or right. If I fell in love with you before I ever even knew. I catch your eye and look away as if it never happened At times I feel as though I'm caught up in a strange dream If I could talk, then mines would tell you that I'm feeling you Sometimes I swear your eyes be telling me the same thing She fuck with small town niggas, I got bigger dream, bigger dream. She fuck with small town niggas, I got bigger dream, bigger dream. Listen, She fuck with small town niggas, I got bigger dream, bigger dream. She fuck with small town niggas, I got bigger dream, bigger dream. Listen. Club jumping don't stop on top, but you know we only go to two o'clock. Put your motherfucking hood up, it's the weekend. Drop that back that ass up and bitches get the freaking. Last call at the bar, ladies get a drink, nigga get some balls. Ain't no telling you gon' see that bitch tomorrow. Stop holding up the wall, waiting for the right song. Better holler cause you know they about to cut the lights on. And put my number in it. I'm staring at you from afar. I'm wondering about you, like where you from and who you are. Cause you a star. No, not the type to snort the white line.